This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber for our Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And I, my venue has changed temporarily, of course. Um, I am here at the Fetch 360 Conference in Kansas City. This is probably the Midwest's largest veterinary conference. We used to call it the CVC Central Veterinary Conference, but they've grown and sort of branded to Fetch 360. So we're here, and it is a happening place. Uh, and you can see behind me, uh, but uh, oh my, there are major booths. Almost every major company in the vet and pet business is here, and uh, they are, uh, you know, just joining us here live on Pet Life Radio. So uh, anyway, I'm here for you. I'm here for your pets. So if you want to ask a question, you gotta call in at 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882, and um, you can just pick my brain, whatever's left of it. And I don't know how much is left of it, but uh, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. So as you know, I always like to uh, start. We have, we have a subject we're going to talk about, which you would think is, oh, my God, really? We're going we're gonna to talk about this again? And when you hear the story, you're going to say, yep, I guess we have to talk about it again because it is that serious, that important. But uh, So just perusing the AHA stat and uh, the American Vet Med Association smart brief, some stories that hit the news again that I found. I mean, some are very interesting, but this one worries me a little bit and what worries me the most about it is that it's going to freak people out and when they hear it they're going to go you know what hell i'm not letting my dog i'm not letting them go near, go near me and here it is remember months and months ago we talked about a very rare bacterial infection called capnocytophaga that is a million dollar word capnocytophaga and uh, basically it is a severe bacteria that is very virulent. And the guy that had it that we talked about several months back ended up having to have his arms and legs amputated, the tip of his nose amputated, his ears amputated, all because of this very severe infection. And how do they get it? They get it from dog saliva. So now all these people are going, oh my God, I'm never going to let my dog lick me. I'm never going to let him kiss me. And so this happened this time in an Ohio woman who had to have partial amputations and it is passed through the saliva of dogs and some cats actually and it gets into wounds and scratches, uh, gets into the mouth and you know, as you know, I often joke that I sort of get more tongue than anybody I know and uh, they, my, the, my patients are kissing me right and left and here I am. So just a, some facts about capnocytophaga. First of all, it is very, very, very rare. Secondly, it's not so much just the virulence of the bug. It is the immune status of the recipient. And though the cases, and this is no different in this Ohio woman, were people that had severe immunosuppression, either because of a disease or because of being on a medication that suppresses the immune system. And in fact, one of the researchers on this condition from the CDC in Atlanta basically said, that she has little kids, she has dogs, and she lets those dogs lick their kids all over the place. So I don't want you panicking, and I want you running away and, and getting rid of your pets. Um, but we should learn from this as well, and that is if you do know someone who either is suffering from some sort of immunosuppressive disorder or is on medication, 
For example, if they're battling cancer or an immune-mediated type disease like hemolytic anemia or you know anything that where the body starts attacking its own self, its own cells, its own tissue, then you might want to consider minimizing direct contact with a dog's saliva, especially if there are any open wounds or things like that. So uh, don't freak out, don't get rid of your dogs, but at least be alerted that this can happen. Secondly, one thing that we've always talked about, and I think it helps your veterinarian when it comes to diagnostics, and that is that because our pets can't talk to us, you know what, we often talk about something called TMI, too much information, when it comes to your pets, and your visits to your veterinarian, there's no such thing as TMI, meaning every little bit of information you can give the doctor, it's only going to help because we can't ask them how they feel. They won't tell us. And we, even the owners, when they tell you how the dog is doing, they're looking really at changes in the behavior, changes in the appetite, changes in the, in the movement, in the walking, in the sleeping. But they can't ask the dog or the cat or the pet or the horse, whatever, okay, bud, how do you feel today? And so we really need that information. So as much history as you can give us as possible, that's only gonna help. So once again, when it comes to our pets, every little bit of uh, change, a uh, little bit of behavior modification can be very important to your doctor when trying to come up with a, a diagnosis. So kind of keep that in mind. Here's one from AHA Newstat. And uh, the overall is stay away from pig's ears, all right? And then, you know, since then, we've, we've gotten a lot of uh, different recommendations and changes. But look for things that, are, that have a website, things that are made in the United States. Those are probably okay. But other than that, you, you do want to be a little bit careful because there are some uh, more stories from animals and people getting salmonella and things like that from pig's ears. So even if you handle them, and then after that, you handle the pig ears, you give it to your pet, and then you go ahead and prepare that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then uh, no, that's, that's how it happens. There were many cases, 33 states, 24 people, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people affected by it. So anyway, you want to keep that in mind as well. So I think we talked about music and uh, some changes in how we and how our animals are reacting towards music. Uh, we used to think that there were some like, like dogs like classical music, which they do, but it seems like they, they seem to uh, kind of get used to it too fast. And once they do, it doesn't have the same charm. So the, the newest thing is, believe it or not, soft rock. No hard rock. Stay away from the, the heavy-duty guitars, okay? No pounding, but they do like bass sounds as well. And then also, there is a new discovery, which is really interesting. So dogs get a disease, uh, unfortunately, called pulmonary adenocarcinoma. It is primary lung cancer. Why are they getting it? How are they getting it? And remember, unlike other types, of, when, we, when we get lung cancers, what's the first question it's going to ask? Did you smoke? Were you a smoker? Did somebody in the house smoke? Could this be secondhand? And yet, obviously, though potentially can living in a house where people smoke, dogs that seem to get the adenocarcinoma, pulmonary lung cancer, obviously don't smoke. And historically, most of them are coming living in households where nobody smokes. So could secondhand smoke be that critical to a dog? Well, it turns out there is a very, it's a gene that is the same gene that affects women's breast cancer. And that is the gene in dogs that seems to be causing the adenocarcinoma of the lung tissue. So what's interesting is there is a, a new drug, and I, I, haven't, I wrote it down for you, that is showing a lot of promise 
as it is used to treat women that have this gene, which might be behind their breast cancer, it is very beneficial treatment-wise in dogs that are showing up with adenocarcinoma of their lungs. And it's called neratinib, and right, just to say N-E-R-A-T-I-N-I-B, neratinib. So what it does is it works immunologically to block the gene that is behind, that is causing the uh, cancer. So that's something really cool when you think about it. Also, just to learn from my experience, is that I was doing, you know, I'd see a lot of French bulldogs. And there's some really interesting, great surgeries that we can do to help them breathe. Because Frenchies, as we know, they are very noisy breathers. They are very prone to heat stroke because of that. And I have gotten a number of cases in the last couple of days that have been reported to me because I do some reporting for, I, I did a report recently for Inside Edition. I did a report for KNX News Radio on heat stroke. And it's a very common, all too common summer problem where you want to go out and exercise with your pet, which trust me, I'm a big fan of that. But if you're not careful as to when and where you're exercising with your pets, uh, it could be devastating. So these were both cases where, again, I, and we've talked about this before. I know we've talked about it before on prior shows that when you're going to exercise your pet spring and summer, you don't want to do it in the middle of the day. And this is exactly what happened. Two o'clock in the afternoon, hiking in the mountains, the dogs are starting to pant. Well, you first saw it, you say, oh, that's normal. I, I would expect them to pant when they're going out hiking. The problem, however, is this, that dogs are so loyal to us, to their pet parents, that they do not want to stop, even though they really want to take that breather. So we need to be their brain. And that is that if you're going to take do a hikes with your pets, which again, I love the fact you're doing it. I love the fact you're getting out there. It's great for building the bond, but it's not great to do it in the middle of the day when the sun is shining. So first of all, it's too hot. And the, the best time to do it is early morning, late evening. And even if you're going to do it late into the evening, you got to remember one thing. If you're going to take a hike on pavement, pavement retains heat way longer than the ambient temperature. So when the sun's going down, it's starting to cool off. It's it's going down to a mere, depending on where you live, 80, 70, whatever. Or if you're in, in Arizona or Las Vegas, down to a mere 100 at 10 p.m. You still want to remember that that pavement's hot. So you want to use some booties. But really the keys are do it. You're hiking, you're exercising early in the morning or late into the evening. Bring plenty of water. Take plenty of stops. Take plenty of breaks. And that is really how, how it's going to work out. And read your dog. When they sit there and really seem like they're having a tough time breathing, you know, one thing you can do that's really easy is you should, when a dog pants, only because they're excited or they're a little nervous or they're a little fearful, when they are panting, you can put your hand in front of their mouth and you can feel the heat. Then what happens is when they're getting too hot, feel it when they're hiking and put your hands in front of their mouth and you it's going to be really hot. Remember, they're normal body temperature is up to 102, 102 and a half. So when they're starting to get to 104, 105, and you put your hand in front of that, that mouth as they're panting, and you feel that breath, that's when you have to worry. So, and we're, after our break, we're going to talk about another serious problem that happens that a way you can read and tell about your, uh, your dog's breathing. So anyway, the key really is to go easy, plenty of breaks, plenty of water. Another great idea that I, that I learned years ago is you want to keep their body temperature cool. So what you can do is before you go to bed the night before, if you're going to go out hiking, is you can take like a bandana, soak it down, roll it up, stick it into the freezer overnight. 
first thing in the morning when you're going to take your dog out, take it out of the freezer, and literally it's going to be all kind of hard because the, the the frozen part, but wrap it around your dog's neck, tie a little bow or a little knot, and let them wear that bandana. And that will provide some coolness and some comfort as their body temperature is starting to rise. So these are really stuff that makes me crazy when I hear it. We want to make sure it doesn't happen. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a story that I just heard this week. I just reported on it, and it really blew my mind. It was Friday afternoon, and I get a call from our local one of our local affiliates called KTLA, which is our local Channel 5. And I heard this story, and it blew my mind. It blew my mind for many reasons. But the fact that it's still happening, despite the fact we all know about it, that worried me a lot. So that's your teaser. So don't go away when we come right back. Here on Pet Life Radio, once again, if you have any questions or if you've had any of these experiences, you can please let me know, 877-385-8882. We'll be back after these short messages. Has your pet ever suffered from digestive issues, anxiety, or joint pain? We want to address these issues and more with high-grade CBD oil from Alpha, made specifically for your furry friends. Using Alaskan salmon oil as a carrier, Alpha Pet's 500 CBD oil is lab-tested for quality, consistency, and safety. Plus, we are giving Pet Life Radio listeners 25% off and free shipping with code PL25 for a limited time. So visit myalphacbd.com dogs now. That's myalphacbd.com forward slash dogs. Because your furry friends are family. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're live with Dr. Jeff Werber. And, um, you know, before the break, I told you that I get a call about 5.30, 5.15 Friday afternoon uh, from one of the local affiliates that I do some reporting for. And uh, the story, they wanted to know if I heard the story. But what's the story? A amazing police dog named Ozzy was with his handler, a police officer, off duty, but still in their police vehicle. And he left Ozzy in the car. Again, we don't have all the detail about how long he was left in the car, but regardless, he came back and Ozzy was dead. And it raises so many questions when you think about it. I mean, first of all, how many times have you heard from me, people like me, your veterinarian, the behaviorist, anyone you talked about pets, never, never leave your dog alone in a parked car, regardless of where you parked, regardless of leaving the windows open. It is never a good idea. And if I mean, the fact that so many people are still doing it blows my mind. So what we do know is obviously this officer and his dog had an extremely strong bond. All the police cars with the Long Beach Police Department, I would imagine it would be smart if all police cars have this in the canine units, they actually have a temperature sensor in their cars that will alert the police officer when the temperature in the car gets past a certain point. 
So whatever, wherever they're doing, they can each, they can remotely turn on the air conditioner. Because again, these dogs are in the, they're more like SUVs, as you know, I'm sure you've seen them. And um, they have a big sign on it, canine unit. And oftentimes the dogs are left alone in the car, but these cars are specially equipped to be able to handle the heat and the dog. Apparently, well, not apparently, they found out that this sensor wasn't working. Now, I don't know enough. Are they checked regularly? You get into an airplane and you know that those pilots have already checked everything. And, and they know even before they start the engines whether everything's in order. And even if they just did it before and they landed and they're on the ground for a half hour, they have to go through the entire process again. I don't know whether this is also happening with the pets in the police units, but to know to check it, check it again, make sure the beeper is working on the, on the police officer. But regardless, now forget about Ozzy. I mean, the fact that it happened to a dog is horrendous. Now let's talk about it happening to a police dog. These dogs go through such rigorous training at an unbelievable expense. So I believe many of them are insured. You would think that they, they, because of all that goes into these dogs, they would be even more careful because, I mean, look, we should all be careful, but how much more careful should you be when these dogs are so specially trained and um, it is really sad. So when you hear stories like this, I hope it's making a dent that you know that, that and all the things you can do. Don't use the excuse, well, I was just running out to pick up my dry cleaning, or I just had to make a quick delivery and drop something off my friend's house. Don't say, oh, well, I, was, I parked in the parking structure in the shade, all right, and the windows were cracked. And I'll tell you why. We talked about it before the break, when trying to read your dog's body temperature, and one of the tricks you can do is just, first of all, learn what it feels like when they're normal. Learn by have a dog just basic panting. A dog's pant, you know that. Put your hand in front of their mouth and feel the breath coming out. It's going to be warm, warmer than ours because, again, uh, their body temperature is hotter than ours. But you need to know and feel how hot it gets with anxiety. Forget the external heat. You are in a car, closed box, with windows open just to crack. The dog starts getting anxious, which is going to happen 100%. So now they're starting to pant. As they pant, their body temperature is going up because they're in a small space. So what's happening is the ambient temperature in that car is going to reach 104, 105, 106 degrees. And before you know it, you have a sweat box. Once that starts to happen, this process, now it sort of feeds itself. The warmer it gets, the more they pant, the hotter the panting, the more they pant, the hotter they pant, the more the ambient temperature is going to be. And we did once, I was doing a show years ago, and we had a, a time-lapse photography with a thermometer in a car, in a car parked in the shade with the windows cracked. And within 12 minutes, it got up to 114 degrees. That you can't expect a dog to be able to handle that. Now, just so you know, in many states, it is now legal. It's absolutely legal that if you see a dog in a parked car, regardless of how comfortable they look, if they appear to be stressed, or even if you think they appear to be stressed, it is legal to take a brick, whatever you take, a hammer, and shatter the window and get the dog out of the car. I think people should be as careful with their kids. And I, again, I'm sure you've heard many stories over the years about the same thing happening with kids for whatever reason. And it's amazing how quickly a car can heat up in th those circumstances. So the bottom line is never keep your dogs or cats or any animal in a car in the summer. I mean, I would, do, I would actually say any time because uh, obviously unless it's freezing cold. And um, 
you know, if you really have to, take all the precautions. Keep the engine running with the air conditioner going, all right? If you have rares down your battery, so what? It's just gonna save your pet's life. Don't do it for, have it, keep yourself on a timer and, and maybe every five minutes, go check on your dog. So these are the things that really are gonna help the situation. But I really feel so sorry for poor little Ozzy because it's, uh, it's, just, it's a real shame. Now, one other thing also, I was doing surgery and as you know, I do a lot of Frenchies. We talked about earlier with their throats and this Frenchie needed its nose done. And I always tell any Bulldog, Frenchie or English owner that when we have to sedate them, because of the prevalence of what's called an elongated soft palate, we are going to look at it and possibly resect some of the soft palate. Well, this was a very interesting case. So they had told me that the palate was already done. So I said, oh, that's great. So you know, I'll just take a look to make sure because the dog was still doing some noisy breathing, not terrible, uh, never overheated, so maybe it was okay. So I do the nose, the nose definitely needed it. it, it came, the nose came out amazingly well. And I opened the mouth and we're intubating and I'm noticing is not only is there no elongating soft palate, there was no soft palate. So the doctor doing the surgery actually removed the entire portion of the soft palate, which now is really dangerous in the other direction. Because what happens is when the soft palate is elongated, that the, this flap sits over the epiglottis, the opening to the airway, okay? Right by the arytenoid cartilages and where we intubate. What that does, the normal functioning soft palate back there well when dogs are eating this thing and they swallow this flap sits right over the opening to the trachea and it prevents them from inhaling their food so basically what happens is it serves as protection if it's too long then it's sitting over that area all the time not just when they're swallowing so what happens is there that's where we get the breathing disorders when that soft palate is removed completely there is never protection. And these are the dogs that I worry about that might do what we call aspirate, that if they cough, if they start barking while they still have a mouthful of food, anything that's gonna open the throat, then they run the risk of, you know, they go <gasps> and then they can actually inhale that food and there's no protection. So my recommendation, make sure that if you have such a dog that you are going to be taking it to a veterinarian who has done many of these, who knows how to do, them properly, knowing the limitation. And I always tell my clients, by the way, if there's any, any, any doubt in my mind as to how much to take, I'm going to take out less instead of more because I can always go back and take a little bit more, but I cannot put back what was already taken. And uh, anyway, I, I just, I told the owners that, you know, make sure the dog doesn't wolf his food down, make sure that he relaxes after he eats, make sure he eats in an area that's quiet so he doesn't get too excited. And um, it's a serious problem if it becomes a problem. So as just an FYI, as Frenchies are becoming more and more popular, we're seeing a lot more of these dogs with the elongated palates. Make sure you take it to a veterinarian who knows what to do, how to do it, and if they're using laser, even better. Laser is the way to go. I, I, since I started using laser to do these, it's a godsend. Great for the nose, great for the soft palate. So uh, we wanna know what you want to know more about. So drop me a note. You can either call me during a show, 877-385-8882, or just send me a note anytime during the week to drjeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com. Give me any subject that you want to talk about, any subject you want to hear more about. I'd rather you come to me, a veterinarian, than to Dr. Google. So if I tell you how much misinformation is out there, how much sensationalizing goes on when you go online, uh, you think, oh, my dog, my dog coughed, and now he's got congestive heart failure. So... That's not what happens. That's not the norm. 
So keep things in a perspective. And uh, again, if you have any questions after hours, your veterinary is not available, go on to AirVet. Download it, A-I-R-V-E-T, AirVet. Uh, it's a great way you will talk to be able to talk to a doctor 24-7. It'll save you tons of money from rushing to an emergency clinic, tons of money from going to Dr. Google where you get misinformation. It's the way to go. So uh, we'll, we'll be back next week, same time. And uh, have a great week, everybody. And uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.